0: Hello everyone, Caitlin here for your Logistics Tech Update for the week, where I provide a quick overview of tech news in logistics, transportation, and the supply chain so you can be better informed faster. So let's begin. Does Uber care about the planet? Probably not, but they do care about launching fleets of cars in cities, which is why Uber Electric is set to launch in its first U.S. market, Portland. The company has partnered with Drive Oregon, a partially state-funded nonprofit that aims to increase the number of electric vehicles on the road. Ubers target 10% of Oregon Uber cars to be electric by 2019. Right now, only 100 out of 6,000 are electric. That's less than 2%, which also happens to be the percentage of employees that actually enjoy working for Uber at the moment. Speaking of Uber being a terrible place to work, head of comms Rachel Whetstone is leaving the company. That is the eighth executive to bounce in the past couple of months. And like those employees, let's get away from Uber and let's talk about delivering food. Delivering food is tough business, but maybe business will run smoother if you're delivering tiny food, as in food for babies. Little Spoon is a new startup that is trying to do baby food delivery a bit differently by doing this thing called making money. How are they doing that? Well, unlike others in the market, they process their food similar to the way cold-pressed juice companies do, where they lock in nutrients and kill bacteria through high-pressure processing rather than using additives or preservatives. Another important differentiator is their supply chain. First, they own the food production facility so they can control the process from beginning to end. Also, they offer a discount if customers buy the 4 ounce size meals in bulk up to two weeks' worth at $2.99 each. With so many people trying this food delivery thing, the robots want in on the action too. That's why Yelp's food delivery service, Yelp24, has partnered with Marble, the robot delivery creator, to start delivering food via robot in San Francisco. The robot is a huge boxy thing that autonomously drives your food to your door. This early on, it's simply delivering restaurant items placed in heated bags to select neighborhoods in San Fran, but the Marble team plans to eventually upgrade the robot to function like a mobile oven or fridge with temperature control. You can imagine it finishing your pizza while it delivers it to you so that you can get that fresh-out-the-oven experience. Nice. The Marble team also plans on expanding its delivery options to groceries, pharmacy items, and even packages. In more but different delivery news, the Warby Parker startup model has attracted many competitors to the market, but these startups have found that sending glasses to try on and getting those trials back requires shipping both ways, and shipping costs money. So an Italian startup, Quattrocento, has come up with a weird solution, shipping paper versions of glasses for customers to try out. Why? Why? Well, the startup doesn't have to keep as much inventory of its actual glasses for try-ons, and the customer doesn't ship the paper glasses back because they are paper and Quattrocento doesn't want them back. These trial glasses are meant to give a customer an idea of fit and a sort of kind idea of look. So it's like if you wanted to try on clothes and a company sent you a bunch of napkins. In the opposite of delivery news, Walmart wants you to pick up some of your online items in their store. We all know about the Walmart acquisition of Jet last year, well now we see even more clearly how they are capitalizing on that purchase. Jet's smart cart technology has inspired Walmart to offer lower prices on a million online-only items if a customer opts for store pickup over delivery. The smart cart technology created by Jet takes into account the underlying logistics that gets you your items such as where it is warehouse and if it is near another item you are also ordering, and then uses that information to offer discounts based on the most efficient option for fulfillment. The Jet technology doesn't take into account the emotional turmoil brought on by having to go inside a Walmart to pick up your item, where speed and efficiency in checking out go to die. Okay, moving on, we have DoorDash, the food delivery startup, has agreed to pay $5 million after a class action lawsuit that alleged the company misclassified its workers as independent contractors. Important to note, the company is not agreeing to alter its practices and classify workers as employees after this suit. They will continue with the independent contractor model, but will clarify their wording and terms in the contract that delivery workers sign. This is a common issue in the gig economy and our attorney friend Dan Gilmore wrote a post for us that clarifies how to really determine whether you have employees or contractors. Check it out on hitthebutton.com and it's also linked in the description here. So that's it for my update. I'm posting a written version of this on Hit The Button that includes a list of logistics tech funding that happened over the week. But for now, Santosh is going to give us his thoughts around notable happenings in the venture world.
1: Hey, ladies and gents, uh, back for uh, this week's biweekly market and venture capital update. Uh, A few interesting things have happened as it relates to the way we see the logistics tech industry, as well as uh, giving you an update as to what's been happening in the venture world as it comes to fundraising. The interesting piece of news, and I would argue the the most interesting piece of news, was Schneider's IPO last week. That was compounded by the Swift Knight merger. But the Schneider family basically came out, sold out a bunch of stock uh, into the market, and uh, it happened at nineteen dollars a piece, so mid of the uh, range. So they wanted to come out at $18 to $20 a share. Looks like everything is trending well so far as it comes to aftermarket trading. The one thing to note here is during the roadshow, management was actually very much focused on the technology that they had built. And uh, if you go through the S1, which I did earlier, you would uh, see them reference this Quest platform, and Quest is basically a Oracle-driven platform that is able to get their clients from quote to cash. And Schneider believes that this is you know, really the core of the future and the backbone of their operations. So it will be pretty interesting to see how this goes. And uh, it's also interesting because you're going to have another read on the industry that's very public because obviously they're going to file quarterly and annual reports. Uh, With that, the next piece of news is that Knight and Swift are going to merge. I think this was probably unforeseen, but it makes sense that this is happening as we look at the broader macro themes. The market has trended up. So that means your public market currency has gained in some value, although I would say trucking has largely lagged when it comes to other sectors. but this makes sense because there are a lot of threats on the horizon. So e-commerce is kind of changing the way that uh, trucking has had to operate, the types of services you need to provide as a freight or logistics company over the road. And there's just efficiencies to be had. It's obviously a fragmented market when you have two entities that have quite some size but have not really leveraged technology well historically. It only makes sense that they kind of pull together at least get some operating efficiencies. It is to be noted that they will operate as two distinct brands. So how exactly they're going to get the $75 million in synergies is going to be interesting. So definitely stay tuned to that. But moving on, um, I, I paused and I reflected the other day on kind of what the first quarter has looked like. And I think there have been a few noteworthy trends. The first thing is that robots are in extreme vogue, especially as it relates to e-commerce, and I think it's just a little funny that it's taken this long for, for them to be really interesting to investors. I think there have been some opportunities in, uh, in prior years that have done some interesting things and really tapped on this opportunity, but again, timing is, timing is everything. So we, you know, as Dynamo have seen quite a few robotics opportunities and I think the, the rest of the year will continue to see this trend in automation. And the, the next interesting thing is that we're focused here on the movement of boxes. But in addition to boxes, what's important is the movement of funds. And that's where obviously fintech startups that help with payments are interesting and important. but the one thing that's been left behind is the movement and transfer of risk and liability across the supply chain too. So whenever you're moving goods and services, you're obviously moving capital, but you're also moving risk and liability. So I think that's something you're going to see that's more interesting when it comes to insurance technology, brokerage, and together I'm kind of naming these three, the three horsemen. So I'm going to kind of unpackage that later. So check it out on on Hit the Button in the next couple weeks. I would say definitely as I look at our pipeline in Q1, the next big trend is the year of telematics or fleet telematics more specifically. And I think this is extremely relevant for foreign markets, especially as we've seen at a Dynamo, because once you're connected to the fleet, there are a lot of things you can do. Forget monitoring the driver and ELDs. That, that's great. I think it's low-hanging fruit. But really, I think where you're going to see interesting things happen are the secondary and tertiary effects as it relates to improving uh, financial services. So uh, pay-as-you-go financing, as well as pay-as-you-go insurance. But also, what can we do with this data? There are a lot of interesting things we can do that are going to feed other industries, whether it's maintenance and robotics or you know training and education as it comes to uh, the, the driver and the folks that operate in the supply chain day in and day out. And lastly, uh, I think everybody who's interested in the space has likely seen the amazing piece from the Paladar team who have been you know, amazingly transparent about you know, how hard it was to build a startup. And you know, underlying this is that Uber for freight is still hard. Uh, the go-to market's hard. On paper, this makes complete sense that it's digitized. But when it comes to the go-to market, you need to look very similar to what already exists. And if it means that in the early days you need people to bring you into certain relationships, you need to do that. And you might look in the early days as a traditional broker, but over time, as there's comfort and respect with your brand and your operations, it'll be much easier to introduce technology. And I'll definitely tell you that we're seeing that with a few opportunities we have in our pipeline, as well as a portfolio company that we're currently invested in. And I think what is going to play out is that year four to five is where technology becomes relevant as the market currently stands uh, in over-the-road freight. And that's basically going to translate into a longer time period required to actually harvest the return out, which will impact IRRs. But then again, it might just require a different profile of investor. And it's worth noting that all venture returns are not created equally. Life science venture returns are different from SAS, which are different from logistics and freight. So worth noting, I think lastly, I just wanted to mention, we kind of went through the the last couple weeks of uh, fundraising in our space. And as we see logistics tech, so other people might slice and dice to slightly different numbers, but you'll be able to see the, the data on our weekly recap that Caitlin does. But over the last two weeks, you know, we had about 907 million of global funds being put into logistics tech companies. So we're still going strong and hope to continue this throughout the end of the year. But on that note, I'm out. Great catching up and I'll see you in two weeks. Cheers.
0: That's it for this week's update. I'll be back next week with more tech news around logistics, transportation, and the supply chain. And two weeks, Santosh will be back for more of his insights on the funding world.